All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And uh, do a little bit of announcement here, I guess, um, to start things off and do our little bit of an intro here. Uh, Let me get this cranked back up a little bit. We have uh, one of our longest listeners. It was last month. Yeah. One of our most uh, dedicated listeners had their birthday this week. Yeah, that's annoying to sound, man. (laughs) I know. uh, Brandon would appreciate that. I don't know what's from, but um, crap. What's it saying? I don't don't even know what it says. Oh, it's saying uh, it's your birthday. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. It's um oh man, why can't I think of his uh think of his stupid name? Uh Step Brothers, not Will Farrell, the other guy. Oh, yeah. Um uh some adult swim Oh that's cool then. Yeah. So it, it was meant to be annoying and obnoxious. But anyways Well and you're perfectly describing the birthday boy, so Oh, annoying and obnoxious. D- d- don't tweet me, Drew. Don't do it because I know you. Don't don't at me. Don't at don't, me. <laughs> don't at me. Don't hashtag me. Don't do any of that. Yeah. So, uh, Drew Hosefire. Uh, if anybody's on Twitter, I mean, I'm sure that if you uh, interact in any of our conversations with the show, you've probably seen him around. But it's his birthday this week, so give him the shout out. Uh, and saying the happy birthday to him. I uh, heard they got some pretty cool stuff. Hope he has a, a good week and everything. Uh, so happy birthday once again, Drew. Yeah. How old is Drew? I do not know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Trying to be older than me, so he's got to be around my age. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm really bad with guessing ages. So I usually really don't go there. I feel like I was better when I was younger. I, I know he's around my age because anytime we talk about like the eighties, he's like right there with me. So he's gotta be around late forties. Well, Brandon and I have a pretty good appreciation for the eighties. We don't have yeah, as much true. knowledge about the eighties, uh, from the age that we were at the time, but we do have an appreciation for the eighties, but I do know what you mean. So, right. But, uh, but yeah, hopefully it has a good week, but, um, not really doing a rock moment of the week, but anything, uh, crazy, anything interesting for you this week, actually it's coming up. I, I, this snuck up on me. It's Memorial day weekend coming up. Yeah. So what's happening? What's, what's going on in the life of Craig? Well, I'll tell you what. You know, and I brought this up to you is I was up in Flushing, Michigan, okay? And I thought you lived there. I don't know why I thought you – you just look like you're a Flushing, Michigan guy. Okay. I thought you like you lived there for some reason, so I was like way off. So I decided to go to a – you know, I like a good burger joint, so I'm like, I'm looking for a good burger joint. And then I stopped by this place called Unbelievable Freaking Burgers. Okay. Like it's the F word. Not that F word. Well, it's close to it. Freaking. So it's like called freaking burgers. Unbelievable freaking burgers. And I have to say, not bad. Really good stuff, man. Is this, so is this like a fast food joint or like a. Kind of. It's like a high end burger joint. Hmm. And it's kind of like a Chick fil A, but for burgers. And yeah, I had like two patties. I mean, it was like, you know, they had to use a toothpick on it just to hold it up. And big thing of fries, and I'm like, wow, it's actually really good. So I'm always impressed by a good burger joint because I know, you know, East Lansing, we don't have that many. We got the, we got the five guys and stuff like that, but we don't have, you know, a really good one. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you mean. So if you're saying that this is like the burger version of Chick-fil-A, does that mean they have chickens in their commercials? No. Eat more beef? That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. But my favorite one burger joint ever is at Brewery Burgers in Florida. Um, I don't know if there's a chain or something, but there's, I think there's a couple, but that place had gigantic burgers. In fact, they had a burger that was like, like uh, 
three patties or something like that, and the the bun was uh, like grilled cheese. <laughs> two oh, grilled was cheese. it two grilled cheese sandwiches, sandwiches for oh the bun? Gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> they they use a steak knife to hold it down. So. I uh, I appreciate a good uh, burger joint as well. There's a pretty good one. I'm not too far from Flushing, Michigan. I mean, I don't know. I think it's like 40 minutes away. But um, but I appreciate a good burger joint. There was a pretty good place up near us, but the last one or two times we've been, it's been a little disappointing. So I don't know if I'm going to give it high praise yet. I have to go back and see if they fix things. But yeah. I I might I have not been to a whole lot of burger joints, which is kind of disappointing. But my favorite burger place to go to, probably just because of their options and all the customization you can do. Um, and this might be an unpopular opinion, just because it's a chain place, is uh, Fuddruckers. Oh, okay. I haven't been there. Yeah, it's good. Like they, well, they have like all this a huge. Uh, it's been forever since I've been there, but last time I was there, they had a huge condiment bar. I mean, like, it seemed like anything and everything you could imagine putting on a burger, they had it. So that I put like melted cheese, jalapenos, uh, some extra spice or sausage or sausage, sauces, something like that, and just like awesome stuff. Because uh, I've been a few times, but it has been a few years. So, but, well. Um, I mean, you're right, and I, I like the jalapenos, dude. You brought that up, so I, I did hear that. I like that on a burger, so. Yeah, can't can't go wrong with a good burger, so. No, no, and if anybody has a good burger joint you want to tweet at us or let us know, let us, you know, we're, we'd like to check it out. Yeah, but, and, uh, I don't know Ann Arbor that well, because most of the time it's like I go into Ann Arbor, I do what I'm there to do, whether it's a couple of times it's been with interview stuff, Other most of the times it's with games, and then I leave. So I don't spend a lot of time there. So I definitely don't know Ann Arbor. So if somebody has a really good burger place in Ann Arbor that they'd recommend, I would be interested in hearing. Yeah, me too. I know. That'd be something you and I can stop by, you know, before we yeah. do go. Yeah, yeah well, we gotta, we've been meaning to go. There's some stuff that we want to try to do in Ann Arbor uh, with our good friend Sean Reeves sometime. Uh, yeah. So we we are hoping here in the next month or two to get down to, well, over to Ann Arbor then. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll keep things moving along, though. Uh, definitely some interesting topics today. Um, not your average episode for the Blue Brothers Sportscast, but uh, we'll move right along here into the sports talk. All right, Craig. So maybe you're more devious than I uh, know or understand. But what did you have an agenda by bringing up that burger joint? No. Was that a segue into some of what we're talking about today? Oh, it might be. Because uh, I, I didn't. You know what's funny, dude? I know where you're going with this, and I never, I didn't even, I didn't even do it on purpose. That's I didn't think crazy this is, man. I didn't think about it until I said uh that line of eat more beef. You know, you are sharp, mister, and I like that. I- I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't put the two right together, you know, like the perfect segue. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought you maybe you'd have a sound of sound bite. Oh, uh, you know, I was uh I got the thing for uh the birthday part. And then I have something for the next segment, and I totally forgot to get something for uh, this first part. But, Craig, uh, you can go ahead and get the story started. Maybe by the time uh, you leave off, I'll have something for it. Well, I think you're talking about Jim Harbaugh delivering a, a calf. Yes. And how crazy was that? It, the stories Wait. just don't stop. Well, yeah, and I'm, you know, I need to get a, I need to get like a cow thing going. How's that? There you go. That was a good one. All right. 
Yeah, Jim Harbaugh was there delivering a calf. I don't even know where he was at. I mean, do you know where he was? I did not. I mean, I've got to imagine it's somewhere here in um, in the state, but I did not read up exactly on where it was either. And I don't – was there video? I saw a picture. I don't know if there was a video, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I'm, like, wondering. But uh, I, I just thought it was pretty <laughs> – <laughs> just literally laughed about it, dude. I just went, no way. Is this really what he's doing? But, you know, the funny thing was he literally looked like, you know, I just said he would look like he was under center, you know, or shotgunning it at, back in his days. He yeah. Was back. And it looked like he was in natural position. I mean, it wasn't like he looked like he was nervous or looked like he didn't know what he's doing. He looked like, hey, I've been here before. Football, calf, same thing. Yeah, well, it is uh... – I, both leather. Here's a question for you then, by are you surprised? Oh heck no. Okay. I didn't think I didn't think you would be. I have not really heard if there was much of a reaction to this. I have not seen uh too many people say a lot about it, which I thought was a little surprising, but hey, the week is young. There's still plenty of week to do media coverage, so we'll see what happens. But um I've seen I don't know if I've seen a calf birth. I've seen a horse birth, and they're very weird. I feel like I would be a little uncomfortable because from what I can recall, and it's been a long time, it's almost like they just yank the thing out of there. And um, it's all, I guess a good (laughs) description is floppy. Well, I think what they do is they have to, like, Literally, why they have to actually put their hands inside, yeah, and, I, and move the head around, you know, get them in position. And then I think what they do is they grab straps and put around their feet, and then they got to pull them out that way. So, yeah, I, why, why it takes two people to do it, I heard. Like, you can't really have one because one person is maneuvering the calf around while the other one's pulling. I, I do believe you're correct. Yeah. Uh, I have also seen the part where they have done uh, ultrasound on a horse, check the pregnancy stuff and everything like that. So the whole, like, full arm length in, checking things out, awkward positioning. But, uh, yeah, it's just they uh, – I mean, it's it's kind of like relatively a human birth. They say, you know, a baby is very – you think they are very fragile, but then at the same time, they're very agile Yeah. Um, when they're first born and everything. But when animals get born, it just looks almost so brutal. But the thing that I don't really understand with some of these uh, animals, and I am by far no farmer, animal expert, whatever you want to say, but it's just like all this work that goes into having these births for some of these animals, I'm thinking specifically – uh, horses and cows. It's just like, what happened before um, taming these animals? They right. used to do this by themselves, and now they can't. I mean, I don't know. It <laughs> things change no. over time. Yeah. I know that, but I, it just still surprises me on how uh, careful and meticulous part of it has to be. But well, yeah, and I'm like, it's it, it, you're not shocked by it, but you know, I think people. It's just you know, who he is, and I don't think he's ever going to change. So, you know, there might be people out there, I can't stand him, and I'm, I am, and, but they're just going to keep saying, look at this guy, and I'm like, but he's just being Harbaugh. I mean, he's not being any different than he is. He's just being the way he is, and people don't like it. And I'm like, well, he's not going to change. So you might as well not even, who cares? (laughs) Here's a weird question, um, kind of getting towards, I mean, I, I don't think this conversation will go on too far, but um, do you think then, because <laughs> you know, uh, I saw so many people, uh, some people making jokes about it anyways, about like recruiting advantages yeah, uh, from this experience. Do you think that there's any way possible that let's just say farm boy Tom from the cornfields of Iowa, uh, who is a high school football player, would then get uh, it would then boost uh, Harbaugh a little bit higher up on his list from something like do you do you think that would 
at all be any kind of, any kind of a factor. Not saying saying it's an advantage, but do you think that any recruit would look at that and be like, "Oh wow, that changes my view" or something? Just delivering a calf? Yeah, probably not. But well, I'm going to take that back. You take somewhere like Nebraska, True. right? Corn-fed guys out there, big, big linemen. They might say, "Huh, that's very impressive." I might give Michigan a little, little nod here, little umph in the recruiting. So yeah, I can see that he's not afraid to take that. I mean, get, seriously, can you see Saban or any of those guys doing that? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, really, we've seen other coaches supposedly humping other animals. But I don't see them pulling animals out during the birth process, if you know what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, actually, the the thing that kind of comes to my mind, and I, I do think that it's, it's possible. I don't think it's going to make the biggest difference. But I don't know if you remember, this was back during uh, Rich Rod and when uh, Paterno was still at Penn State. But there was that Big Ten... Um, promotion or commercial or whatever it was and it showed the different coaches um mm-hmm. sitting at the couch at recruits homes right and they were saying like come to michigan or you know tradition you know they were saying short key phrases right i want them to remake that and i want <laughs> harbaugh just to say something like i pulled a calf out of a cow <laughs> Or some kind of something right. in reference to this. Because yeah. nobody else has anything that could touch that. Right. Nobody else has anything that could touch that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I was expecting a lot of rivals saying, well, I knew you were full of bull or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, the week is still young, so we'll have to see. So. True, true. Oh but, yeah, that's impressive. I have to admit. So I'm not sure I could do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure either. Like I said, it's one thing watching it; it would definitely be another thing getting your getting hands-on experience doing that. So, but uh, congratulations, Coach Harbaugh, on expanding your resume on what uh, delivering kids and delivering calves. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, moving along. Um, keeping with the sports conversation and everything. Not uh, not going to be our longest episode or anything, but I uh, had kind of an interesting thing that came up in the world of college football in general. And it's pretty uh, fresh of a story that some people might not have heard about this yet or know a whole lot about it. But I feel like this has been a conversation maybe before not this insane, but there was a very unique situation with a quote-unquote uh, a recruit that was receiving offers, and they did the whole thing of, okay, here's my final five list, and they were talking about visits that they were doing when the whole thing appears to be made up and fake. The person yeah. doesn't exist and the rec- and the scholarship offers never existed. Mm. Yeah. So, did you do much reading up on it, Craig? I didn't. No, you have to fill us in on that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, now um, before we kind of get into the details and everything, the thing that I've always kind of wondered I haven't seen a lot of stories with, but I did kind of wonder if at any point in time um, recruits try to fake some scholarship offers, like maybe one, maybe trying to put, like, let's say somebody's hinging around D2, the D2 scholarship levels, and then they throw in a D1 in there trying to, you know, generate some extra interest on them, uh, something like that. But this took right. it to a whole new level. Yeah. Um, yeah, because this uh, player's name was, if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Unique Brissette, the second. Okay. Um, so he supposedly was, let me see, I've got several windows open here, and I'm trying to find the one that had the best. Um, he supposedly was from uh, New York, 
and he uh, he had a story laid out um, about a junior college he was attending. If uh, if I'm reading that correctly, from one of the sources was saying that it was in junior college, but that putting in information about high school, but uniquely enough, it was a high school that was in the Bronx, I believe. And there were two high schools that had the same name. So <laughs> it seems like this was pretty, I mean, extensively thought out. You know, if you wanted to cover your tracks, you try to cause some confusion. And by having two high schools that have the same name, he was definitely causing some confusion. One of the schools didn't even have a football program. So, um, but he supposedly was getting offers. He even posted pictures from a supposed Michigan State visit. Yeah, yeah, as a receiver or something like that. Or uh, he said he worked as a receiver and a running back. Okay. And he posted pictures and somebody discovered uh that the pictures were actually taken from another recruit's visit completely identical photos and that's when the whole thing started falling apart oh, uh, this was like monday night uh they somebody called them out on it and then everything was gone he deleted accounts instagram twitter and basically just disappeared um which actually i went back to have you ever seen the movie usual suspects oh yeah that's yeah. what's not. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Because it, I, I had to pull this up. It's gonna be real quick. And like that, he's gone. If you guys have not seen that, highly recommend that movie. Uh, but basically, it was just like, like that. He's gone, and and it was like he's gone. They don't know if the person really existed, or maybe he really did exist, and he was trying to get. Uh, some attention through these things or if it was just somebody playing some kind of a hoax and seeing how far it would go. But uh, other things that got uncovered too, and actually it was very interesting because one of the things that I saw is that some of this, um, these fake scholarship things were uncovered last month because um, he faked offers from Michigan, Michigan State, Miami, Kentucky. I even think Alabama was on the list. I could yeah. be wrong about Alabama, but... Um, Michigan State was the supposed visit where he was stealing photos That's from Alabama, but you know places like uh, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky was one of the uh, groups that called them out last month, or uh, said, you know, we have not been in contact with him. Miami said they weren't in contact with him. Yeah, that gets suspicious. Yeah, and so it's just I don't understand. It's really weird to think what was the objective here, because well, especially when you had a good highlight reel. Yeah, well, yeah, and then the highlight reel wasn't even him uh, from what people were discovering. <laughs> well, it was – I actually did see their highlight reel. You know, I, I know you knew more about this, but I knew a highlight reel, and I said, wow, this guy's fast. He's, you know, he's got big playability. He's pretty amazing, and I said, wow, this is great, but – Yeah, I, I just it, – it, I don't understand why whoever was doing this went so big. I mean, you, you got to know when you're going so big, you're not going to fool people. No. Like, especially when you're calling out names like Alabama and Michigan. And I, I guess supposedly maybe he wasn't tagging schools in some of the tweets maybe because I have to imagine that if he did, people would be asking around and be like, dude, how does this kid have an offer? We, we haven't talked to him. So I don't know exactly. I mean – my my guess is just because he went so big that or he or she or whoever this was, it was just to see how far they could go or just some kind of a joke. Like there was no no gain. There was no real purpose of actually trying to attempt to do anything uh, by any scholarship standard of maybe getting some attention from bigger schools. Maybe I'll get uh, some offers from some other schools and I'll be able to capitalize it, blah, blah, blah. I, I think it was just a total ruse because you don't go that big and expect that you're actually going to be able to survive. Yeah, that that is just like one of the – well, that just tells you what you know. social media is now. We're kind of up against to where we're – it's like reality shows, isn't it? I mean, remember when reality shows came around that we said 
wow, this is great. This is actual reality. And then it becomes more of like, well, they're not really real anymore. They're actually fake. It's like yep. Twitter. It's like, yeah, you have news, but yet we're getting into a point where half of it's like fake. Some of these accounts aren't even real. You're not even getting the real people that you're talking to. Fake news. Not- oh, and then and then we don't even need to get back into the idea of people being fake media. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going. We're literally becoming a part of society where we can't really. You really gonna have to be careful because you really can't believe everything you read anymore. Anything. And I try to be careful with that and try to, you know, decipher what I can or cannot. But, yeah, when I heard about this, I was like, oh, okay. And then when I started to hear that none of the other schools were ever contacted them, I said, what the heck is going on here? And not a lot of people that I knew knew about this guy either. So, Yeah, well, something I want to say before we get too far away from it, because you said it, talking about the reality TV um, the thing that I've said for quite some time now, and it just gets more um, get more truth to the statement uh, by the day, there is no such thing as reality TV except when people don't realize there's a camera on them. Right. Because as soon as somebody sees a camera, they flip a switch. They think different. They They think that they either need to be more professional or less professional or they need to show off or they need to be my 15 minutes of fame, blah, blah, blah. People see the cameras and they just change their attitude. Like crazy people like LeVar Ball. But, um, (laughs) so anyways, that's, that's a little bit off on, uh, rabbit trail there. But yeah, this, uh, when I first started seeing this, I because I saw a few things where it was first saying that uh, Kentucky and Miami were saying that they had not been in contact with this recruit, that he was saying that they he had offers, but they had never talked to him. And I thought, boy, that's ballsy from a recruit. You know, you could totally screw yourself over. But then for it to completely go past that and go into, I don't know, a whole nother level that the person doesn't even really exist. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what's said about this because I don't know. I, I was looking and I was trying to get more information and maybe because it seems like all the websites are having things on it, but you would think that this would be more of a story on the sports TV shows and things like that and people would be talking about it, but I haven't seen a whole lot of it. So I don't know if it just hasn't caught on or people are just writing – uh, on their websites instead of actually, you know, talking about Sports Center or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I ex- expect probably some more of this stuff to come out. So that's the way we where we're at and living in. And well, you know, things that are fake and you're not sure if they're true or not. Well, Heck, the- look, at the guy, look at the guy humping the shark, man. Yeah. That was- that wasn't him, but it certainly looked like him. That was a good Photoshop job, I have to admit. <laughs> but, I mean, we're talking like everybody thought that was real. Yeah. Just I, to be somebody else that just looked like him very much so. so. Still questions around that photo. I know. But, uh, but yeah, no, this is just, I know, well, actually, I don't know. I kind of imagine this is an exact same thing, but I feel like it's kind of related but just the messed up level that people are getting involved with college recruiting. Because um, we've talked about, you know, people tweeting at recruits and things like that. And so is this going to be the new form of, you know, people screwing up the system? Right. Like, what if someone creates a fake account and starts going after their rival schools just to try to mess with them and jack them up? Well, yeah, we've seen sort of that too happening so yeah but we haven't seen we haven't seen it from like people creating recruits though right like these have been uh just fan accounts or whatever things like that where they've been going back and forth and attacking each other but are fans going to take it to the next level where they create fake recruits and they say oh i'm joe schmo playing high school ball here and i have michigan offer and i 
am going to be completely vulgar and all do all these crazy stupid things to make Michigan look bad. Yeah, or yeah, some yeah. try to somehow turn things to benefit your school while smearing another school. Right. Yep. So, yeah, we've seen that fake accounts of uh, Michigan. Uh, definitely Michigan accounts. You know, they do the whole. Um, we'll kind of have uh, we'll retweet and make comments about uh, Michigan recruiting and Michigan football and how great it is, and all of a sudden they'll throw out a tweet that just at, just way out of left field and and make Michigan look bad. And I think those are the, those uh, the Twitter sites that are meant to do that make Michigan look bad. So if they make Michigan look bad all the time, then they easily get called out and exposed. But I think they do it uh, on purpose and that's what they're meant to do. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then there's, uh, yeah, that's a whole another level of things. I, I kind of forgot to mention, we did that because um, we did that last week um, about the, Predictions for the 2017 season. Yeah. I got to pull that up. Um, I guess, is there anything else that you want to add to that before we kind of move on here? No, no, that was, it's pretty interesting. What, you know, something new to us and new to Michigan football and well, not just Michigan, but uh, all these other schools and what's happening in social media now. And it's pretty crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I, um, to move on then, uh, shoot, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm looking for it here, but uh, we did our predictions. Craig and I did predictions for 2017 season last, last week. We did a little bit of a poll, talked about it, and then things uh, kind of got interesting because apparently uh, people are constantly watching us. Oh, yeah. And I think I think they watch you more closely than I do because I just kind of sit there and I'm like, okay, good job, guys, congratulations. Uh, but I feel like sometimes you get more heavily involved, so you might get targeted more often than I do. Yeah, I do. I get um, well the polls. If you if you put out a poll that's maybe a couple hours into it, you know you you, you got to pretty hefty number i'm over a thousand followers but you know we get guys on there that are regulars and they put their viewpoints in and they pull right away but you do the two hour limit you probably get a good reading on where it's going after that man we got we got hardcore determined very uh consistent trolls especially ohio state trolls after you and i and they just skew the polls, and they get their friends, and they retweet it, and yeah, it's just yeah, well, not very accurate. <laughs> I don't. I mean, they think they're clever, right? Good for them, but yeah. So we did the poll on what people's predictions were for the 2017 season. We had 12 and 0, 11 and 1, 10 and 2, and 9 and 3. And so then all these OSU people show up and they're like, you don't have eight and four on there. I don't see seven and five. Yeah. Um, and so then, of course, you know they're all voting for nine and three. So basically, huh. guess what? The easy solution, throw that, throw that option out. So that's <laughs> what we did at the end. So even though they think they screwed it up, they didn't. I mean, what, maybe we missed a couple votes. Yeah, for the nine and three selection, but it's not that big of a deal. So, uh, the results though are that fourteen percent voted for twelve and zero, forty five percent won with the eleven and one record for two thousand seventeen, and then uh, closely behind that is forty one percent for ten and two. And Craig, you and I both thought that the record was going to be ten and two. So, yeah. yeah, more than likely. I mean, as far as what we're seeing, but um, like you and I said, we, you know, it goes that first game is a biggie. I mean, talking Florida, good team, good defense. We'll see how we play and might give us a little preview on the year to come. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that they took so much effort to try to screw that up, but by well, using say they're going to screw it up, yeah, by using simple math, <laughs> guess what? We fixed it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yep. 
It's well, they're full time, man. Our, our fans, our our trolls, do not disappoint us. So, apparently, we'll be lucky to win seven, or our best case scenario is seven and five. Yeah, according to them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. Yep. So. Congrats for that. Oh crap! Shoot, I was gonna look at some of that. Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean that's just an example of how people twist social media for their own agenda, and we've seen other cases too, and everything. So with this new recruit thing, you know somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's oh. gonna do something to screw something up and take that idea and roll with it. So I don't know. It's uh, recruiting compared to what it used to be is already so insane. I can't imagine what some of this stuff is going to do to it and what may come from it and the chaos that will ensue. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, in the case of recruiting is getting so what, what, at least two to three years out now. Yeah. There's plenty of time. So, or you could be like FAU and offer scholarships to middle school students <laughs> on a regular basis. Right. Start early. Kiffin, right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Starting early. Yeah. I don't understand this. I Sometimes I can kind of understand it, but, like, he just got started there, and it's just like, man, you know, you got to ease into things. He's yeah. going to regularly do this. But anyways, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But I think, uh, like I said, this was going to be shorter. Is there, I mean, are we missing anything? Did we skip anything? No, I think it's pretty interesting, you know, and I'll, I don't want to take up too much of our time just talking about it because I know you were having discussion on Twitter about, um, no, no, we, you, you and I have talked about this on the last show and, and, and depth chart and stuff like that. And just the whole, it seems like the controversy around Peters and Spate keeps coming up and, and the O-line blocking. And I noticed that was brought up, um, and one of the Twitter uh, followers and, and that we follow also was brought up as, you know, what does Spate do when he does have time to throw? And, you know, and the reason I'm bringing this up again is I noticed you were on there talking about it to uh, some of the people. And I, I did know that Nick um, um, Baumgartner brought it up, too, is talking about how he even had a, in a pretty interesting article about talking about Peters and Spate and to think that those two are far apart isn't exactly the case in fact i think it's pretty you know i think peters is really pushing them and looks like um for the people that think spate is winning this job easily you're you're dead wrong and given what he's saying it's pretty really interesting article i don't know if you read it but it's really kind of dead on what i was thinking but i, um, I don't think i read it, that one. it's a controversy man it really is he's just saying it's peter's there's one thing that Peters does very, very well, and you and I was at the spring game, and he's right. Was Peters does a great job when there's good blocking, and he's better. He's better than Spade. He's got a better arm. He's very accurate. But um, Spade is better, obviously, so far when I saw under pressure. But given the fact that you know you were um, going back and forth is a discussion on Twitter, you know, and seeing that the very fact is spate when he does have times often, often misses, he misses uh, his players on, you know, when he does have blocking <laughs> and that's, and Nick brought that up too. And as one of his articles, and I thought that was right too. And I was and you and I talked about this last year, didn't we? I said, spate, it's weird. He even did in the spring game. And I'll say this again, it, it, you don't tell me, you can tweet at me. You can disagree with me, but I've seen it at spring game and I've seen it in the games. Spate, when he has time, when his blockers block, he gets happy feet and he can't. He misses throws, even when he has blocking and there's plenty of time to throw. He misses those throws. I've seen him th- miss on throws in the flat. I've seen him throw bombs that are way off, but when he's under duress, he does much better. So. This is the problem we have. We got Peters who does great when he's not under pressure, and then you got Spate who does good under pressure but doesn't do good when he's 
you know, when he's when he has blocking, he doesn't he does well he doesn't do very well. So, but. yeah, I, I well, I'm definitely on there with you for this is a definite quarterback battle from everything we've read, what we've seen, what we believe. Uh, I had more strong opinions about people going back to spate from last year and the many references to the Iowa performance. Um, yeah, and all around. Yeah, because that's what I was saying. I, um, people were talking, uh, there were some comments about, you know, being able to be Iowa, uh, Spate's performance against Iowa. And I was just like, well, what about the whole entire team's performance against Iowa? And even the defense. Defense was good all year, but... I mean, they always still make their mistake, and I'm not saying I'm asking for perfection here, but when you're playing against, and we did say I was never easy to play at home, and, you know, some of those games can just be tough no matter what the record is for the opponent, but it was Iowa, and they did convert on key plays and key downs, and this was the same Iowa team that lost to North Dakota State. And, yes, (laughs) while we kept them to what, like 14 points? Yeah. Still doesn't mean that our defense isn't able to stop them from converting on key plays. So, yes, the offense was to blame. I'm not blaming the defense, but I am pointing out that there were some things that could have been better on the defense as well. Oh, yeah, of course. You're talking about the running back for Iowa. I forgot his name, but running all the way through, they just kept giving him the ball. In fact, Behar, Berthar, um couldn't throw the ball very well. They just kept running. They just kept running the ball. Yeah, and we couldn't stop him dribbling. He just had a hard time tackling him out in the in the secondary. And I went, man, they're just going to keep running, and we could not stop him. Yeah. So I mean, some people were saying, you know, uh, Spade can have the starting job when he can be Iowa or something like that. And it's just kind of like, well, it is a team sport, right. and so even if you put Peters in that Iowa game with how everybody was playing, there's a chance that, or there's a good chance Peters wouldn't won that game either. And people were saying how the offensive line actually did a a good job during that game. And yeah, maybe they did better, but they didn't do amazing. They weren't flawless. They still had issues. And Spate still got hit and Spate got injured. Right. So there's, I mean, you can, you could say, you know, obviously Spate's going to get the, most of the blame because he's at that quarterback position. You know, you want him to stay cool and calm, collected. And that's just basically part of the position of being a quarterback. You're the leader. But you're right. You're talking about what? Um, Stribbling with his interception against Iowa ended that game for us. All we needed was a first down. <laughs> Couldn't get that. So, and then you had what? Ohio State? What? Same thing. All you needed was what? One first down we would have won that game. So to me, I'm like, I'm not sure it's Spate's fault, but also I'm going offensive line has let us down. Just, just all you need was one first down and we would have won both those games. We probably been in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I think some people are kind of confusing what my argument is. And I think you're on the same side as I am where we're not saying that Spate is like the most amazing quarterback. And the only thing holding him back is the offensive line. Yeah, Not at all. That is not what we're saying. No. Uh, would it be better with Spate with a better offensive line? Yeah. Any quarterback would be better with a better offensive line, but we've known that Michigan's offensive line has been awful at times and it's slowly getting better since yeah. Harbaugh has come to town. So it's still not to that championship team uh, caliber. So, yeah. no, we're not. I mean, it's not saying I think that. what they're saying is they want to see Peters. I'm going to def- I'm going to be devil's advocate and, and defend why pe- people want Peters. His, his ceiling's much higher than Spades. We know that. Yeah. He's much better quarterback, much more accurate. Just on the spring game, he looked. In fact, I was even saying, "Holy crap, that guy should be the starter." <laughs> even I was kind of going that route. But I'm also saying, you know, he has such a high ceiling. People want to see that. And and remember what what I brought up before, as I said, 
a lot, there's a lot of us that want to see a quarterback like Peters who progressively gets better and has a nice relationship with the receivers from the very beginning, like Chad Henney did. And then you build and you grow and, and you have a nice relationship with those players and you know what they're going to do. And so you get better and better. But if a guy's sitting on a bench all the time and you put a guy in who's ceiling, guess you want to say, and I know some don't agree with me. To me, I think Spade has hit his ceiling. I don't think he can get much better. I just don't. I'm not seeing it yet. I hope I'm proven wrong, but I just don't see a ceiling as much as high. I don't think he's going to be better than last year. I just don't. I mean, he had better receivers. Yeah, they're more experienced. I mean, he has much more talented receivers now, but they're still raw and young. And then Peters is growing with them. And so I think a lot of people want to see Peters in there. And maybe they are just like, hey, we've seen Spate. We know what he can do. His ceiling is right here. And that's just going to be the same or be exactly what we're going to get this year. And I don't think a lot of people like that. Yeah. Well, here, uh, here's something else that I'm uh, – this is from what I read and what I see, this is kind of what I feel is kind of going on. Uh, and so I'm actually intrigued by this, so I think I'll do another poll, and who knows who will come up with it. But um, it seems like 45% of the Michigan fan base think that there's no quarterback competition and Spate is the guy for the job. Then it seems like there's another 45% of the Michigan fan base that thinks there's no quarterback competition and that Peters is the guy for the job. <laughs> Then there's the 10% of the fan base that's like, I think there's an actual quarterback competition here, and we don't know who's going to be starting yet. Right. I mean, do you do you kind of agree with that? Yeah. Where it yeah. seems like you have the two extremes, and there's a huge amount of the fan base who's on either side of that extreme, and then you have the that small group of people sitting in the middle being like, it's not clear cut. We don't know what's going on yet. Right. Well... I can only go by what I know and just reading that article sounds to me what Nick is saying. I don't know, Nick. I'd like to meet meet him someday, but uh, just based on reading his article, I think he's fallen within the – he's kind of it, – it's leaning – the article, I'll send it to you. It's leaning towards the 10% of the people that are saying, look, this is much closer than you think it is. And yeah. This is not all. This isn't Spate's game. This isn't his. Yeah, clear cut. It isn't. So, yeah, that's what I haven't read it, but from the, what you were explaining, that's what it seemed like to me. So, uh, yeah. from what the article was. So, yeah, more more talk about the quarterback battle. I mean, that is uh, going to be a constant conversation for us, yeah. without a doubt. So. But uh, I think that kind of wraps things up. So we'll go into uh, some closing thoughts here before we uh, cut things off. So. All right. So you have cows. You have fake news. And you have quarterback uh, controversy. And we have commitment. We had a commitment tonight. Uh, Yes. Four-star offensive tackle, Jalen Mayfield. Welcome to Michigan. Committed tonight. That is correct. Uh, uh, Good player. Very good player. Very uh, rangy, which is good. Um, The only thing is he's he's only 255 pounds at 6'5", so he's got the frame size, but... 255 pounds and an offensive tackle, man. You're going to have to might beef up a little bit. Bulk up. <laughs> Bulk. The way, I don't know, man, the way Jim Harbaugh wants his offensive line, he might, they might, they probably just red shirt him and beef him up a little bit and get, you know, you know, eat some extra like protein. Yeah. Yeah. He might have to start delivering some calves. Something. Yeah. Do, do a little work on the farm. Yeah, so you know, it's real, I think most people are a little shocked. They're relatively small for a offensive tackle, not even hitting the three hundred pound mark. So, yeah. but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely good to pick up that recruit. I almost 
we almost went by without saying anything. I almost forgot about that. So, but yeah. recruiting is more of your forte. So, and we hit number seven. We're ranked number seven so far in college football's recruiting. So, and we we're just beginning. So we don't even have everybody. So, I think uh, yeah, I think one was seven, and I think another one was nine or something. But I'm pretty sure in all of them, uh, whatever their rating system is, I think we're all, I think we're in the top ten for all of them. I could be wrong, so don't quote oh, yeah. me on that. But. We got we got lots to come, so yeah. So okay, well, you know, still early in the week, plenty of stuff could be happening. Uh, if you guys ever do want to get a hold of us um, to suggest topics or conversations or to share your thoughts, you can email us at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail dot com, uh, and of course, very popular. Well. Very popular when people want to actually discuss the the topics and everything. It's been a little while. I think we get more of our calls during the season. But if you do want to call, we do have the voicemail, 551-258-3276. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. Just go ahead and call and leave a voicemail. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at BlueBros underscore and our names. So at BlueBros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. All right, another one in the books. Yeah. And so uh, we, well, yeah, I keep forgetting. It's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, We hope you guys have a good rest of the week and that you're able to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Hopefully you guys have the holiday off and get to enjoy it with friends and family. We'll go ahead and finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.